you're listening to The Tech Box. Welcome everybody to episode 38 of The Tech Box. I'm David Rich and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. James Honeyball. Hello, James. Hey there, Dave. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. And I say as always, because we, ne- we never be able to get Richard on at the same time as us, but hey-ho. We just have to wait for the stars to align. Exactly. They will do. They do, once a year at least, I'm sure of it. Um, how have you been? How are you doing? Uh, not too bad, yeah. I was just thinking, uh, in terms of stars aligning, because uh, the evenings are so light now, uh, we never get to see the stars. Hmm. It's still uh, nice and light out there. This is good, isn't it? This is proper summer. Yeah, it's. I like the warmer evenings. It's good running time. Yeah, get, get running while it's light and uh, not getting covered in rain, water, coldness. You don't have to wear gloves. That's it the gives, key. It gives us the opportunity to, uh, yeah, go out, have a little bit of fresh air, and uh, actually, that's actually whilst we're talking about going out and running, I'll mention the first techie thing, uh, and that is my venerable Sony. Z3 Compact, which I've been running with for years and years and years, is finally probably had its day. Hmm. Why is that? What's what's happened? So the headphone jack is starting to play up. Okay. So aren't headphone jacks these super reliable analog? Well, not, well not analog, but you, you you get my point. Yeah. These things that are mythical beasts that have yes. Bluetooth every yeah. But it's it's a headphone jack that's seen a lot of action. Because right. uh, I I use my that little phone twice a week, probably at least, to go for a little run. So it's had more insertions and removals than most headphone jacks, I would suspect. So, so let me get this straight, because I'm, I'm quite shocked. Not only do you run with a cable from a set of headphones, yeah. Yeah. you run, yeah. I'm assuming, with it on your arm? You're one of them? No, no, it's in my pocket. Oh. So I, I run with uh, shorts can, or tracksuit bottoms with pockets can't run properly with attachments it's not possible well it's how i've always done it do you think i should just be free in sort of a pair of speedos and my uh and my apple watch that's that's the yeah uniform pretty much so i i go running apple watch wireless headphones job done i won't run in the airpods because i seem to break them with sweat so i have a cheap old old, old pair of 16 pound bluetooth headphones with a cord i know barbaric and connected to my watch, job's a good one. Yeah, I cannot I, imagine being tethered to my arm. I did that for many years. One of those armbands with the phone. Oh, yeah, I don't cable. like those, yeah. But I have actually, interestingly enough, I have actually been running with Bluetooth headphones, over-the-head headphones, um, with my Sony. Um, but Does it I not do fall out of your pocket? No, no. Does it not pull your trousers they're, they're and shorts down? No, 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 no. I've got phone in one pocket, keys in the other. It's fine. You run with keys as well? Well, only a small key. Oh. Singular key. Otherwise, how am I going to get back in my house? You need to pre-plan. If I ever ran and needed to get back into the house, I'd... um, Obviously, all the burglars now are going to know, but I'd just stick the key on top of the car wheel or something like that. Ah, no, 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 no. Far too security conscious for that. No. The burglars actually got to uh, apprehend me and mug me of my key. If they want to get in, I can't believe you run by jingling, jangling, phoning. How? I mean, separate pockets because otherwise, obviously, it would scratch the screen. So you need to uh, you need to watch a few uh, running YouTube videos. Maybe 
I should perhaps use the opportunity to revise the kit, but I just thought it was sad that this Z3 Compact that's done so much good service is finally getting close to the end of its useful life. The, the camera had already sort of started going wrong. It had got some splotches on the sensor, but uh, yeah, this uh, headphone jack going as well. The battery's still holding out, to be honest. Mm. Battery on it's always been amazing, and the battery's not too bad, I would say, it's still. So um, I've cut it, I've pared it right down. It's uh, only got the essential apps on there. So um, it's a shame to see it go, and uh, I, it'd be interesting to see what I move on to next as the next uh, phone that gets designated the running phone. I think you should just invest in the uh, Series 4 Apple Watch game and just have them mm. with it. Improve yeah, the life all around. Maybe, maybe. Well, as we're following up, um, I'm going to follow up. I spoke about my iPhone woes, didn't I, with the whole volume. See how that links in? Volume headphones. Oh, yeah, ah, volume headphones, yep. Yeah. So if you remember, it mysteriously, randomly, sporadically would, would knock itself down a notch every every now and again. And there was I couldn't rhyme nor reason figure out what was causing it i'd be happily using the phone and then it would just knock itself down one notch so if it would always be at maximum and then it would always just go down one and it would maybe would happen once a day or once every two days but it would consistently happen so i tried everything didn't i and was I, that was that cumulative so it just eventually would get down to zero volume no no like i said it was the weirdest thing it would only happen when it was at full volume down one notch crazy okay okay so I tried installing the beta on it when 12.2 was in beta. It still did it. I thought I'd licked it at that point, but it, but it hadn't. Um, tried just restoring as a new phone. And I thought, you know, it's it's got to be a hardware issue anyway. So I, actually, to be fair, I wasn't convinced it was a hardware issue, but I, I needed to rule that out in my head. So I went to Apple. They duly were happy that I tried every troubleshooting step known to man that they would have suggested. <laughs> And uh, they said, yeah, no worries, we're not going to have to do anything, we'll just swap it straight out. Anyway, I thought, brilliant, a whole day went by, restored, and no volume issue, and it happened again. So, definitely a bug. And I've and Weird. I have solved the issue. I've solved okay. it. What do you think it was? Um, it'll be some Bluetooth thing that you were connecting to it. Nope. Nothing to do with headphones. That's, that's uh, what I thought. I thought it was maybe a Bluetooth profile um, taking it over, but it wasn't. It, I, I sort of tracked it down. It always seemed to be maybe when I, f- I went through the app switcher and switched from a particular app. Okay. Uh, it's turned out I've removed that app and installed a substitute app, and it's not done it since. Okay, so what was the guilty app? Telegram. Ah. I've now installed Telegram X, which for the life of me, I can't figure out why there's two Telegram apps. Made by the same developer? I, I, thought, I thought it was that um, they'd rewritten it from the ground up and they wanted to launch it under a different name because it was significantly different and may not have had all of the features of the first one. Is that Telegram X, is it? Yeah, is t- Telegram, Telegram X, X is, is the, the rewrite. No, X is the new one, I think. Well, I since I've run that, no issue whatsoever. Uh, that is interesting, isn't it? Yep. Um, but for the life of me, I can't figure it out because you guys haven't seemed to come into that um, issue. And I'm pretty sure a lot of well, you are I, in the same sort of setup as me. Well, I moved to Telegram X pretty quickly. I think that might be why. Right. I never did. I didn't I didn't know there was two versions. I knew Leon used one. 
Um, but I, I don't. I didn't know why. Obviously, I don't pay enough attention. But yeah. the the, uh, the transition was seamless anyway because I don't use a screen protector, so I didn't have to worry. I literally took their screen protector off in the store and put it in my case. Job done. So plus one so, for no screen protectors. But also, you've now got uh, all of your micro abrasions reset. Yes, and a new battery. Ah, that's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. So when did I get it? I got it in October. So. October, November, December, January, February. Five months I got free. Free usage. Yeah, okay, that is good. Yeah. That is good. I think, to be honest, the guy at the Apple store should have sort of like got a bit of sandpaper out <laughs> and meticulously applied all of the abrasions as to where they were in your existing phone well, just so it could be properly like for like. It's never that simple, though, is it? Because, you know, every single iPhone XS or ten that you get has um, different um, edges on it, doesn't it? So... Um, when I got my last iPhone XS, I was grateful because I got one originally and I had to take it back because the, where the screen meets the body, it was very, yes. very rough. And yes. it was just at the bottom, you know, where yeah, you slide yeah. up to uh, switch apps I and things. I that about the design. Yeah, it's yeah. annoying. The second one I got was absolutely flawless there. I mean, the the rough patches seemed to be on the, on the sides which yeah. wasn't too much of an issue. So yeah, I, I yeah. was happy. It happens with them all. It happens on the 10, happens at different points. This one, fortunately, it's just the corners. I can live with that. Bottom corners or top corners? It seems to be pretty much all of them. Uh, so okay. It's just, pretty, I think it's just a lottery. I think it's just part of the design. They can't get it super smooth. You will guaranteed to have a bit of roughness at some point on that frame. Uh, I don't okay. think you could find a perfect one. So, um, yeah, so okay. I did play that lottery. So I might got rid of my micro scratches, but again, I took, I'm, I played the lottery of, is this going to be in a place where I'm going to be holding it all the time? And it wasn't. So. Yeah, you're lucky, aren't you? I've, I've been very reticent about getting rid of my um, iPhone X because it has what I consider to be the perfect screen. Mm. And you know how touchy I am with screens. They've either got, you know, a dim side or... It's too warm, too cold, uneven colours, you know. So to have a completely uniform, perfect screen is, is I think, quite rare. And I'm loathed to get rid of it, really. But yeah. obviously, when the new ones come out in uh, the autumn, I'll probably, um, I'll probably swap it then. Yeah, I, I, I'm obviously not as fussy as you with regards to screen because that hasn't even crossed my mind. It just looks the same as the old one to me. That's all. Ah, it's probably for the best. Don't look too closely. No, I, I shan't be doing. I definitely shan't be. And just okay. while we're, we're we're saying about returns on the old iPhone, um, for some strange reason, I use the iPhone, the Apple silicone case. Oh yeah. Um, and I uh, ha- I always use the red one. I like the product red one. Anyway, I, I've had them for how many years that I don't know. But on this particular one, I started to lose chunks out the side of it. And I don't use it in a car holder. I don't use it anywhere. And it was just really, really random. But just while we're saying about Apple customer service, I took it into Apple. It's six months old. I got it in October when I got the phone. And um, fortunately, I always keep the receipts for everything like that. And I just pulled the receipt up on the phone and they uh, swapped it out for me. However, it did take five days for the replacement to come in. They didn't just give me a stock shelf. It was, you know how you get your blank box replacement iPhones? Yeah. It was yeah. a blank box replacement case. That's interesting, isn't it? That's good to know that that sort of level of service covers the cases as well. Yeah. I mean, well, you'd like to think, wouldn't you? You buy something, it's got a year's warranty manufacturer. Yeah. I just, 
it's never occurred to me before, actually, you know, claim on an accessory. But Maybe. I mean, I had a smart cover for my iPad Air 2 that where it magnetised itself to the edge of the iPad, one of the magnets started poking through the cover and scratching the actual iPad underneath mm. until it sort of like pretty much buried a little dent into it. Uh, and I just... Uh, went out and got a new one. Uh, I, thinking back on it now, I should have taken that back to uh, Apple and um, got them to look at it and maybe they would have given me a replacement for free. They should yeah. have done, really, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm quite confident that they would have done that. Like I said, it's just something that doesn't occur to you, isn't it? Yeah. Hang on, this isn't working. It's just the same as a phone. You wouldn't accept an issue on the phone. You'd take it back. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It works no, for cases. That's a good point. Okay, I'm going to give you a little puzzle as well in terms of something that went wrong. So you, me and you both have both got uh, our Plex servers and I'm sure that our sort of servers do a a range of sort of duties, uh, you know, in terms of uh, around the house. Anyway, my server, for want of a better word, basically just a PC that sits in the corner. Um, Now let me think about how I discovered this. Server sounds much cooler though. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um... I think it just didn't turn on. Uh, I can't remember whether it turned off by itself, uh, but when I started thinking about you know what was going on, I had a, uh, a server that just wasn't turning on. So go through your uh, process of elimination. What would you have thought that that was? Okay, so firstly, when the server doesn't turn on, I shout with the wife for unplugging the plug that goes to the cabinet. Okay. She says, I didn't unplug it. I tripped the electric by accident. Yeah. Um, no, no. So, so yeah, the uh, power's working because uh, everything next to it is still powered on. Okay. Um, everything next to it is still powered on. I would try and reboot it. I might assume it had sort of crashed in a sleep state. Potentially. Yeah. So, no, the actual power power on button isn't working. Okay. Power on button not working. Checked my fuse in the plug. No, I, I suppose I should have tried uh, a separate power cable at that point. But in terms of the the button not working, I kind of thought that that might be um, the reason why. So I took it apart. You thought it was uh, the button straight away. Yeah, that's, that's because the button had always been a little bit temperamental, uh, and I think it probably related to the fact that this now wouldn't turn on at all. A couple mm. of times you'd pressed it and it hadn't turned on. You pressed it, it hadn't the, turned we, on. The days of the whole physical button are gone, aren't they? I know, just, yeah. So it's, it's just, just like, like a little... Jumper. It's like a little iPhone clicky button on it. Right, okay. So anyway, I thought, well, that this switch is probably gone. Anyway, I happened to have in my box of tricks a little fake button that you plug straight onto the jumper. Okay. Uh, when, when you find the jumper. So I did that, wouldn't turn on. Hmm. So now I'm thinking, oh, this is annoying. Uh, I'm going to have to, uh, well, I thought, well, you know, what's it going to be? It's probably the motherboard, I thought, because it it, it had problems turning on previously. Um, I thought, okay, it's got to be the motherboard. And I'd only recently swapped out the power supply. Okay. So I kind of assumed it wasn't that. And I, I went to look on like eBay to see if I could get the motherboard. And I thought, well, maybe the whole motherboard itself is probably a, a bad batch or, you know, in terms of like a bad make. Oh, it's an Asus make, but a bad sort of model. Um, I started looking at the price of all the components to replace it with, and it was going to be so expensive. Uh, anyway, I started to disassemble it to try and um, do some more investigations. And as I pulled the uh, 
power supply out of the motherboard, uh, I noticed that uh, the plug was really charred. Oh, and I thought, okay. ah, okay, this is going to be a problem. So it's either the motherboard or the power supply at this point, I'm thinking. Um, so I swapped in another power supply. So this would be the third power supply, which makes me think that this might not be the end of the story. Um, and it worked. Hmm. So, well, it worked to a degree. So uh, whilst it was open, I thought, well, I'll upgrade the um, BIOS. Um, and it kept forgetting the time. And I thought, well, okay, so maybe the little CR2032 battery is gone on the motherboard. So uh, unfortunately, it's not one of the ones where you sl just slip it in. It's connected to a little wire. So I had to, you know, eBay and Amazon to try and get a little battery on a wire thing that I can replace it with so that it didn't forget the time. Because one of the main things that I want to be able to do with this thing is to reboot it um, remotely. Yeah, yeah. And when I was rebooting it with this new power supply on... It was called it, press F1 or something. Exactly, because I've forgotten all the BIOS settings, press F1 to go into the BIOS. So uh, new battery duly arrived, put that in, and it's still being a bit temperamental in terms of what whether it wants to boot or reboot or not. It'll um, boot into like system recovery or it'll just hang there. It'll complain that there's no keyboard attached because I disconnect the keyboard. So... It's not anyway, for this world, James. It's probably not, but I, I did get the new battery in there, put it all together, played about with the BIOS settings until it roughly kept rebooting when I wanted it to remotely, um, and it would power on from a, a cold off. And so it's back in action. It's back. It's been uh, put back into service. Um, but yeah, something else that might be getting close to the end of its life. But it's a really nice... Um, little machine it, it's a micro itx motherboard it's in a tiny little case that's probably not helping in terms of you know overheating and uh too much power in a small box and everything but yeah it's a really cool little um little server little pc so hopefully it lasts a little bit longer because um yeah i worked out how much it would cost to replace and uh it's not cheap what's causing the power supplies to blow though don't know. Are you on? Do you are you on a surge protector or anything? Um, it's on a strip plug that may have had some surge protection at some point, but it's probably worn off by now. I yeah. probably need to get a new um, strip plug. Is that is that the only thing that you've noticed this happening with, or has it happened with other things? Yeah, no, it's only this thing. Yeah, might be really sensitive to voltage, but I can't see it. Power supplies are pretty durable, to be honest. Yeah, but the fact that you've gone, you're on your third now. Yeah, it's not very lucky, really, is it? No, it's not at all. Mm. So. I um, I tinkered with my server this week. Um, I I got a MacBook Pro, didn't I? I think I mentioned it. Uh, one of the twenty fifteen ones, and I bought a um a flash drive to go in it. So they're the Apple proprietary ones. Um, so okay. I, I eBayed one from same the same model, just had a large capacity, two hundred and fifty six instead of one hundred and twenty eight. So I did a bit of surgery on the MacBook Pro, and I took out the one hundred and twenty eight, and I put in the Apple two fifty six one. That was all fine, but I was left with this one hundred and twenty eight stick. And uh, I read online that uh, the Mac Mini twenty fourteen, which is what performs my server duties, um, I think it's, it's an i five with four gig of RAM, so it's it's nothing. I think startling, but I opened that up and when I first got it years ago, back in 2014, and put in a SSD instead of the solid state drive. 
Anyway, I read online that they left the header for the for the PCI Express ones, so the ones that the MacBook Pro uses. Okay. Be- because you, the ones that came with the Fusion Drive had the PCI Express and the hard drive, or you could get it PCI Express only, but I was cheapo and I got the base one. Okay. So you had to get, you had to buy a, a, a cable, um, so it clips onto this header, and then the stick goes into said cable. Anyway, that cost me £15. I opened it up, found the header, fitted my cable. Uh, the said cable comes with double-sided sticky tape to mount itself to the top of the caddy. Put it in. Jobs are good done. So, uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing around with server tech as well. But that, that's, that mini server's done me actually a good service because I've, I've had it since 2014 now. And what's that, five years? So that, that's quite long. It just sits there, headless, in a rack, plugging away, carrying out Plex. It carries out <laughs> Plex my, duties. Yep, Plex, all my file sh- shares, it, it carries all that out without missing a beat. It runs backup routine software to backup uh, to other hard drives connected to uh, it. Yes, so I've got that going on mine as well now. Yeah, yep. It runs uh, Plex. It, sorry, it backs up to Backblaze, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and yep, I also have it do my DHCP yet. duties, or is it DCHP? One of the two. Um, so it allocates all the uh, IPs on the network as well. So it why, why aren't you just getting your router to do uh, that? Why do that when you can offload it to a much more complicated system? Okay, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me why. It, it's, I, I, have, I run the macOS server on there, and it's just something I can do. So instead of having the router do it, I get the I turn it off on the router and get the server to do it. Okay, I don't think it takes too much effort on the uh, no, it doesn't on the but, router's but it, part to do it. To be it honest, it justifies its existence. Okay, yeah, James. that's good. Yeah, that's. Uh, I also run the VPN service on there as well, so it does all the VPN traffic into the. Uh, okay, so I actually get my router to do the VPN as well. Yeah, so we, they are performing similar functions, really, and it just goes yeah. to show you don't need a massive specs machine to be able to do it. To be fair, because it does all the Plex transcoding and everything really well. Never yeah, yeah. Skips a beat. That's cool. It's just the internet Very... is really poor now at the new place. So, uh, well, now I'm, I'm still spoilt with uh, internet speed. Yeah, I was one of those once, James. I had 450 uh, megabits. Is it? It's not megabits. Is it megabits? It's megabits, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not megabytes. It's megabits down. There's a massive difference. I think you divide it by like six or something, stuff like that. Eight. Eight. Is it eight? Yeah. Eight bytes. Eight bits in a byte. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, do the, I can't do the maths off the top of my head, but it was still fast, very fast. Mm. Better mm. than my 61 now. Okay, so we've sort of discussed our um, infrastructure stuff. So there's one phony gadget that uh, I got recently that I can uh, give you my thoughts on. Go ahead. So the Galaxy S10. Yep. So it did pique my interest a little bit. And... I thought, well, the one to get is, well, the one to get might is probably the middle one, but I saw the opportunity to get the S10e. Okay. For a bargain price. Uh, it's the Snapdragon one. So it's, uh, I think this has come from, it must have come from Hong Kong because it's got a UK plug, but it was all in Chinese uh, as the default language. Right. Um, but. It's very nice hardware-wise. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I saw I had a play with them in John Lewis at the weekend. Uh, all three of them lined up, and do you know what? They are lovely. They are lovely. Mm. So 
just the fit and fit. The screen is absolutely lovely. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not quite as good as the bigger ones, but it's still uh, very impressive. And it's not often that you get a slightly smaller phone, which has got top end specs. I mean, we go back to the Z3 Compact, which we, I was sort of mentioning earlier. Yeah. Sony used to do quite a good line in uh, smaller phones. And the S10e is not quite Sony Compact smallness, but it is... It's definitely smaller than uh, a lot of phones. It's kind of um, iPhone X kind of size, uh, which is a a nice sweet spot to hit, I think. If you think about it, this is the Samsung's the brand that you, that released the likes of the S4 Mini, didn't they? Which yes, was that was very underpowered, though. I did have that. I yeah, quite diaphone. liked it. Diaphone. Yes, uh, it was quite underpowered, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, this has got this has got all the power that you'd ever need because it's got six gig of RAM. It's got a Snapdragon eight five five. Got your headphone jack. This one's got dual SIM because it's a sort of Hong Kong Chinese uh, import. Uh, it's got the fingerprint reader rather than using the in-screen fingerprint reader. Yeah. So that's quicker, more reliable. Uh, it's got. Uh, it does the face unlock which obviously is not very secure but it's quite handy it's got the wide angle and the normal camera now the one thing i will say is i'm slightly disappointed in the camera performance to be honest i haven't had a samsung flagship camera for a few years now and it's quite a it's quite a league behind uh the pixel 3 i have to say you're an lg man though now aren't you james yeah lg convert I would say it is LG G7 level, so not quite as good as a V30. Uh, and the Pixel 2 and 3 are obviously a, a step on, a step above. Problem so, is... So camera's not bad, but it's it's not great. They run Android, that's the issue. <laughs> they do, yeah. All of these things uh, run Android. But, I mean, there's, uh, once you start getting onto the software, things don't start to be quite so rosy. So basically, on a hardware point of view, it's virtually perfect. Uh, On the software point of view, the Samsung skin is very, very heavy. And getting it, pairing it back, fighting it back is a real battle. So you've got to go full-on disabling and uninstalling everything you can manually. Then you've got to put a new launcher and a new keyboard on before you could even start to sort of uh, breathe easy. Uh, and what I also did was I put on a couple of apps that also, without root, um, pair stuff back a little bit more and give you a little bit more control over things. So there's an app called Package Disabler Pro, which uh, Gavin pointed me in the direction of. Uh, so Package Disabler Pro in brackets Samsung. <laughs> and that seems to leverage some Knox administrator permissions to give you the ability to disable a lot of the Samsung apps. But it's really good. Once you've got that up and running, it you can disable... Knox, does it now? don't think so. I probably need to double check that, but I can't imagine it would. I think it's just using Knox as the mechanism to uh, uh, give the app administrative permissions. Right. But it certainly lets you disable absolutely anything once that's, once that's triggered. So... Um, that's brilliant. So I've got rid of all of the Samsung guff, uh, all of the, all of the uh, shovelware. Uh, and I also use another uh, app that I use on a, quite a lot of my phones, actually, called System UI Tuner. Uh, and that just allows you to customise what icons appear at the top. So, for instance, you turn off the NFC icon that appears there, turn off uh, the sound notification icon, uh, 
you can turn off things like the Bluetooth icon. You can turn off the um, voiceover LTE icon. That, you know, it's not going to do anyone any good having that up there. The voiceover Wi-Fi icon. All these things you can just turn off mm. so it keeps it nice and clean up there. I can also uh, change the position of the uh, clock. So I've got that centered top center rather than uh, off to the left or off to the right. Um, so, yeah, it's now looking pretty good. Battery life's great on it. Um speed okay there are occasional stutters it's not as smooth as the pixel 3 which is a real unfortunate state of affairs since it's got more ram and a better processor but that's just the way samsung's are you know they're a little bit more jittery they drop a few more frames here and there uh, so it's not as smooth as the pixel 3 but it's certainly as fast you know, getting from one thing to another and actually getting stuff done. It's very, very fast. It's just not 100% smooth, that's it. But, yeah, once I've put the effort in on the software, it's kind of livable with. That's the thing, isn't it? Like I said, I, I, I looked at all the hardware, and the hardware to me is stunning. You you pick it up, and obviously the screen's all ramped up to full brightness, and you, you play about with it, and it's really nice. But what you said just worries me. I haven't had an Android as a main device or even a secondary device for a good few years now. I mean, I've come across them, but I've not used them massively day to day or anything like that. But the very fact that you're tuning the software to that extent, yet you are, let's say when you use an iPhone, you just you're you have to accept how it is, yet you're happy with how it is. Do you see what I mean? You're you're happy with what Apple do. Yes. With, yes, you're right. Yeah. And you and you don't have the ability to change it. But as soon as you're given that ability to change it, you effectively make a whole new phone. So Yeah, I mean there's a couple there's a couple of annoyances, isn't there, with the Apple um uh software. You know, you have to use their browser, even though their browser is admittedly the best going, in my opinion. Yeah. It um is good. You have to use their mail app if you want things to work consistently, yeah. um, which I don't use. But that's, um, what put, that's what puts me off buying an Android. Not because I don't like the hardware. I'm a hardware guy. I love hardware more than anything. But it's the whole... The appeal of it is to tinker. Once I've tinkered, it is the same as all the other Android devices that I've ever had. Yeah. And therefore, I'm bored. But I don't feel that need with an iPhone because the iPhone just gets out of the way and allows me to to effectively just do what I normally do is watch YouTube. So I seem to waste so much time trying to play with the Android that I don't actually use it, if that makes sense. So that's what scares yeah. me about investing yeah. a lot of money yeah. into an Android device that will ultimately just annoy me and make yeah. me tinker. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a good point. Um, but... I have been using this Samsung now as my main device for uh, it's got to be about a month now I would have thought and it's um yeah it's been great I've not I'm still using it so I suppose that's that's one thing yeah. and uh I'll carry on using it until some reason stops me doing it and then I'll uh, I'll report back to see what it was but yeah everything seems to be fine at the moment I was I was always a fan of TouchWiz I always really liked TouchWiz I, mean, I know that puts me in a minority but I actually really quite liked it. I mean, well, it always did add some genuine benefits. Yeah. So it, it added things like you know codecs that weren't necessarily provided on stock Android, and um, you know 
all those little little sort of licensed things that you didn't get on uh, a lot of um, standard Android uh, distributions like uh, the Nexus or the uh, a phone that had been built from AOSP. There was some genuine positive additions to it, definitely. Yeah, and I I don't know what they with the. Is it the is it the the one UI that they're running now? How how does that compare to what TouchWiz was? Have they just dumbed it down or? Uh, I mean, by the sounds of it, there's still a lot there. There's still tons there. There is, to be fair, they have offloaded some of the apps, so some of the apps are now separately installable, which is a good thing. Um, but some of the apps that you have to separately install are kind of strange, you know, like the music app and. Um, was it on a video playing app and things like that? Actually, I think that was on my um, Samsung Tab S4. But certainly, they've taken a lot of the app, they've taken a lot of apps off, but they've left a lot of cruft on. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just very Samsungy, and it it's not um, when they've sort of slimmed it down. They haven't slimmed it down in the direction of base Android, in the direction of AOSP. They've kind of slimmed it down in the direction of their TouchWiz vision for it, which is, you know, a bit bright, a bit cartoony. Um, one of the things that does annoy me a little bit with the S10e, and I don't know if it's exactly the same uh, on the S10 and the S10+, Plus, is that every panel is really, has got massively curved or rounded edges. There's no straight corners at any point. And that does start to grate after a little while because basically every corner that you turn, you have these really rounded edges on everything. Every notification, every menu is like super rounded edges. Hmm. I I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I, I I didn't I didn't know. So I had them. They were all three with them were lined, were lined up, and I just thought they looked amazing. They yeah, looked- I mean the main the main thing is you look at the screen and you think, okay, that is. That is a class-leading screen, especially yeah. on the the ten and the ten plus. I I saw the Tab S four as well. That's a nice. What did you think of that? I liked it. It was nice. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's not quite as bright, but it is a very good. It's a very nice screen. I like the way that. So what what Apple doesn't do, they don't scale the resolution. I, I liked that. I liked the fact that you could tell it was a high pixel dense screen that you it was capable of some high resolutions and they'd sort of scaled it appropriately with yeah. everything just looks a little bit too big on the on the iPad for me they could get do you know what I mean they could scale it a bit for my liking yeah I can see, see where you're coming from there I do quite like the way that the um, iPad scales with the slightly bigger icons mm. and everything but yeah I know what you mean it just it just takes what's a really nice piece of kit and maybe just makes everything sort of dumbs it down a little bit, in my opinion. You've got a really nice panel like that, and you can get so much information on it if you were to scale it correct. I don't know. I, I, I want a MacBook, which is why I got a MacBook. <laughs> I went back on the Mac. So um, um, while, while we're still on Samsung, um, have you seen the uh, plethora of YouTube videos now for the Samsung Fold? We spoke about it last time, but the videos weren't out. Yeah, I, I, they- saw, a couple. I saw a couple. Yeah, I I think it looks really nice. Um, they've you can you can see that crease down the screen now, can't you? There's an actual crease there. That's yeah, yeah. That, that I don't think that would bother me. I I think it's like a few of the reviews have said that it sort of gets itself out of the way when you're looking at the content. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. yeah, I can imagine that it would because it's you know it's the screen itself. So yeah, Is I it- can imagine that you'd sort of see through that crease. It would probably. Um, 
you, it's a bit like if you just get if you get a scratch on the screen, if you obsess about the scratch, it's going to drive you mad. Oh, yeah. But if you just use it and you just ignore the scratch, then you'll be fine. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's that one of those things, isn't it? Let's say you put your phone down a bit too hard. And you think, oh, I, I, you know, I've probably scratched the screen or I've scratched the outside. And then you, you go looking for it. But then if you actually sit back and think, do you know what? It's done now anyway. It's going to be there if it's there. So what's the point in looking for it? I can't suddenly find it and, and you know, go back 10 minutes and undo it. So what's, what's, what's the point? I don't, I don't know how that <laughs> lies into a crease, but it's there. There's no point looking at it as like a massive sort of issue it, it it performs its task and i don't know i like it i think it's quite yeah good. yeah yeah i still think that i'm on team uh matex rather than uh galaxy fold to be honest mm, i would have maybe said yes i agree up until i've sort of seen the videos it's more the the use case it's the it doesn't matter that it's slightly bigger in my eyes. It doesn't matter that it's uh, thick and it's got a small screen on the outside. For me, it's the utility of what it's trying to be. It's, oh, I'm here. Let's open it and do it. Right, snap it shut. Off we go. It doesn't matter that you snap it shut. It's slightly larger. It'll get better with time. It's more, I can see the utility. And uh, I don't know, I, I like it. It's, again, it's more laptop-esque in my mind. You, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you've got that screen on the outside. It's just going to scuff, isn't it? It is, but then I think if we're talking about being utilitarian and not worrying too much about our phones getting sort of scratched up and stuff, um, then surely you'll be fine with some nice scratches on the outside of your phone. But yeah, and to be fair, I'll, I'll caveat that I, that wouldn't bother me. What would bother me is dropping it. And then losing the utility of that device and having to spend five hundred pounds to just repair it. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, the first repair bill for that uh, wraparound screen is going to be nice and healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And and how long that magnet's going to last, and how long that hinge is going to last? It's Gen One. It's Gen One. I don't yeah. imagine these will be going on eBay in five years' time, and you'll be getting a good one. No, no. I, I think, think uh, you'll be but a very wrinkled yeah. example, I imagine. Lincoln, wrinkled, loose magnets, moved about, hinges on its last legs. Also, if if it's because the the Galaxy Fold closes quite tightly, that um, the fold is quite sharp. Is that going to fatigue, and is that just going to literally snap at some point, and just going to have two separate screens with a big sort of physical gap between them, where the the wear and tear of the that keep folding on that very tight crease just um, perishes it completely so for me i think that crease is there to allow the slack there is a tiny bit of slack isn't there because it doesn't close totally tight yeah and 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 i think that the reason you've got this the the crease is that you're not pulling that screen super taut when it's out so you're not putting massive pressure on if that makes sense because never if you look at it the, the reason that crease is there is i don't think it's ever fully flat no i think you're probably right yeah so it's a bit like the um surface laptop one yeah. that sort of yeah. folds over but it doesn't go to a complete um close in the middle so yeah yeah and even, it's cool it's cool and even when you fully have it flat like a tablet again it's not fully flush it's still slightly up so i, I think they're trying to relieve any sort of tension on that so i don't think that'll happen it'd be interesting to see if it does 
Are no. you saying that when it folds out flat, it doesn't fold out 100% flat? So it does, but if you look, from this might just be my eyes, but I think that's why the crease is there. The crease is sort of a little hump. Mm. So for me, if you look at it, it's, it's totally flat, yeah, everything's locked, it's like a sheet of paper, but then where that crease is, it's sort of a little bit raised because it's not mm. fully flat. Okay. And I, I think that's what's causing the crease, the fact that they've built in maybe a little bit of extra slack to allow for that bend, and that's why it, it, it's got a crease there. It's slightly raised, so it's not super taut. Yeah, Okay. Maybe, maybe. We need to get hands on, don't we? We do, yeah. We I'll, I'll give Samson yeah. a call. I'm sure we'll all get one. Easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll Should get on do. that. That's my uh, I'll tell you what, what task. The biggest complaint I have about Samsung software, actually, is it biggest or it's a, certainly a severe annoyance, is the pure crapness of their emojis. <laughs> They're just so cheap looking. They're so horrible. They look like I just a can't get cartoon. over it. They just look like one of those crap, crappy sticker pack things that you just get on the app store. Um, it's just, they're just horrible. And um, I'm now kind of thinking that the only decent emojis are the iOS ones because everyone else's now seems to just be a sort of a copy of those. But Samsung need to copy harder. They they need to get, uh, they need to get their emojis in order. It's, you know, if anything in their software is letting down their hardware, it's that. You can imagine that Apple have whole teams of font experts. Ah, oh, I bet they do, yeah. Yeah, and Samsung the, probably the, think, well, what's the point? Let's just the let's frustrating. The frustrating thing is the Samsungs do allow you to download new fonts from the App Store. What's that? Is it Comic Sans they've got? That's a horrendous font. The, that's one of the, that used to be one of the options. It's not a built-in option now. So interestingly, I suppose this is to do with how they've been paring stuff down. Now you've got the system inbuilt font and then you... You, you have to add any new ones that you want. Um, but, of course, the emojis are tied to the font. So, uh, in theory, you should be able to publish a font app, in inverted commas, that was just the stock Android font with the stock Android emojis. But, um, yeah, that doesn't seem to be available. That doesn't seem to be a... I don't know what's stopping that happening, but... Um, Maybe the uh, maybe the emojis aren't in the font in the way that they're uh, swappable on uh, the Samsungs. Is that maybe something that Nova could do? If no, you, I don't, if you apply a different theme, a different icon pack. No, I don't think Nova's um, reaches into the system that far. Unfortunately, mm. I, th- I get the impression that these emojis on iOS and Android are fairly deeply rooted in the system because they otherwise they'd update them a little bit easier wouldn't they with you know via an app or via yeah. play services or something without a full app without a full yeah revision um, well, firmware sort of upgrade revision, exactly yeah. yeah yeah i get that oh well it sounds like you're enjoying the s10e and it'll be interesting to see if you still have that enjoyment a few months down the line or yeah it's gone by the wayside yeah definitely yeah. so um I was going to touch on my um, story about uh, watching Killing Eve. Killing have you, Eve. Have you seen Killing Eve? It's a, uh, a, a, a drama, I would say. No. About from an my, assassin. From my confused tone there, it would be a definite no. Ah, so it's done by the same uh, woman who did Fleabag, the comedy? Nope. Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Nope. No? Oh, well, she's basically... <laughs> 
a genius. Okay. Fleabag is absolutely hilarious, and Killing Eve is absolutely fantastic as well. Slightly different genres. Um, so I, I, I knew that Killing Eve would be good um, because it was done by this uh, woman and um, everyone was, had been going crazy for it. So I looked it up on iPlayer and started to watch it. And straight away, after like the opening scene, I thought, right, I'm definitely going to be into this drama. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, but I noticed that it was only coming through a stereo on my amp. Okay. And of course, if I'm going to watch something, I want it to watch it in surround sound. So I yeah. thought, well, I better check to see if they just made it in stereo because it was kind of kind of for the BBC, um, although it uh, premiered first in BBC America rather than BBC UK. Um, I thought, well, maybe they just made it in stereo because sometimes they, they just make their content in stereo. And I looked it up. And as I was Googling that, I saw this article about um, the person who did like the sound design for the series. And they said, oh, we put special care into putting this surround sound track together. It's absolutely fantastic. And I thought, oh, well, I definitely can't watch it in stereo now. I definitely need to listen to it in um, surround. Um, So I tried watching it on all the iPlayer clients that I had around the house. You know, the one built into the TV, the one built into the Apple TV, um, the one built into uh, Sky, you know, um, all of these clients, and none of them were outputting surround. So I did what, you know, oh, I had two options. I either took a punt on buying the digital copy from mm. like iTunes or Google or whatever, or get it on Blu-ray. And so you downloaded I thought, it. No, I thought I don't want to risk. Actually, I didn't download it. I, so I didn't want to risk uh, it not um, having surround on um, the iTunes or the Google Play um, versions. So I got the Blu-ray. But of course, they don't sell the Blu-ray in the UK. So I had to get it from the States. So I had to import this Blu-ray of Killing Eve from the States. It turned up, you know, a week and a half later. Fantastic surround soundtrack. Um, and so I could enjoy the series in beautiful surround sound. I thought that was quite a good um, story about a dedication to getting some sort of uh, techiness tick box ticked. But I do think that having surround sound makes all the difference. So I was really glad I did it. Yeah, well, it's a good job you've got a surround sound system, isn't it, James? Because you'd have been uh, Yeah, I've been <laughs> nobbled if I only had a stereo yeah, set Yeah, yeah, you went yeah. through all that hassle and then you only had two speakers. So. yeah. But the thing, it wasn't perfect because um, what happens on a lot of American TV shows is that they have this coming next week slot at the end of the episode. So at the end of every one of these episodes, you've got this big set of spoilers about what was going to happen on the next episode. Ah, so annoying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I fully, fully appreciate that. So is that on Plex? Can I watch your Plex? Uh, Yeah, it is actually, yeah. Hmm. I might have to have a look then, see if I can uh, uh, sort of back up. I don't have a surround sound though, so I'll have to listen to it in stereo. Ah, it's just like, well, if you're only listening into it in stereo, you can just stream it on uh, iPlayer. Oh, I'll use your bandwidth, James. I'll use yours. All oh, right, okay, yeah. I'll, uh, use my I'll resources. try and cripple your server. Okay, <laughs> try and crash it again. You might be the, the reason why it's being tipped over the edge. Yeah, maybe. Resource intensive, it might just be, uh, yeah, well, it's not going to be my speed of streaming because that's poor now actually that's good yeah so that that throttling should keep you at bay that's good yeah okay well um i'm rambling now 
James. Um, I think we've covered a fair few topics and, uh, yeah, I will try and get back together in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay, it was good chatting to you, Dave. Yep, definitely. And thank you, dear listener, for listening. And as I said, we'll uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And stay tuned for more of The Tech Box. Cheers, Dave. See you later.